0: Welcome to The Bad Podcast.
1: The podcast about three Asian dudes from the Bay.
0: Who only want one thing. Real Real talk.
2: talk. Alright, welcome back to The 3AD Podcast. It is Season 2, Episode 5. And today, to kind of continue along with my mini-series, we're going to be talking about Asian stereotypes. Asian stereotypes, nice. All right, so question of the day. What Asian stereotype is actually rooted in some truths or even, like, the funniest to you?
0: <laughs> to, me, I th- to me, I think the, the, the one that is rooted in truth and that is funny is definitely the doctor joke. Like, uh, we referenced... I think we referenced the, the family guy. You, you doctor that joke already on this podcast, like, twice. To me, it's funny because it definitely is true, but I think the, the part of it that isn't talked about a lot, that... I think Ronnie Chang brought to light in his most recent stand-up, like I think Asian comedian destroys U.S. or something like that, where he says like it's it, like becoming a doctor has nothing to do with helping people. Like, <laughs> if, and that's, I think that is something that is not necessarily a part of that stereotype. The stereotype is like, are you a doctor, right? And yeah. you have to grow up to be a doctor. But <laughs> the reasons why Asians push their kids to become doctors has nothing to do with like helping other people. It just has to do with making a ton of money. Yeah, <laughs> <success>. Right, <laughs> that's So funny. to me, that stereotype is hilarious, but I think e- the, beyond that too, where people may not know that it's like about making money to me is also super funny. Really? Beautiful. Yeah. I mean, because like, I mean, I think in, in a traditional sense you would think, oh, you become a doctor because you want to help people, you want to save lives, mm-hmm. you want to.
1: I'm sure that's what they people. say in the interviews. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure
0: that. Yeah, sure yeah. They say it. In Hundred percent. But I'm like for the money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. I'm just here to make a ton of money. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I think that's one of my my favorites.
1: Man, I'm gonna stick with the uh, Family Guy motif and, and say that. The stereotype of Asians being bad drivers uh, is really funny just yeah. because like there was a joke on Family Guy about this Asian woman that cuts across, cuts across eight lanes without looking kind of thing and causes a big accident. It's not like necessarily true, like a lot of the Asian p- people in my life are like pretty good drivers and they're like very attentive and they look over the shoulder, all that good stuff. Right. Um, but for some, I don't know where that came from, but it's just for some reason gets me every time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, and like I think my favorite stereotype is the one where Asian people are, like, cheap and <laughs> thrifty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah, But, like, it's funny because it's like, you know, Asian people, well, I don't know about, like, Koreans mm-hmm. and outside uh, yeah, types, yeah, yeah. other types of Asians, but, you know, Chinese people, you know, like, they hustle. Yeah. You know, it's like, even to a fault, yeah. Like they hustle really hard, right? Yeah, like yeah. You, know, you got people like collecting cans, like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right, and you know, to make like a few extra bucks, yeah. But like at the same time, it's like they'll always find a way to kind of like game the system, yeah, like, for better or worse, yeah. Um, but it kind of just shows like because of
0: that, like they're kind of just thinking outside of the box, yeah. just trying to like save every every penny. And I think what's interesting too is that when you when you are born and grew up in the U.S., like you just take not things for granted, but you think like certain things are just like always free. I'll give you yeah. an example, like when I was in Korea, uh, and I found this to be in Singapore too when I was there also, is that like when you when you go anywhere to eat, napkins aren't free. Do you, I mean, I don't know if it's the same in other like Asian countries, but like. They give you, you like a small. Yeah, they give you like one like napkin wide. the size of, yeah, exactly, like the size of like your hand. It's and like,
1: like paper, you could see through it almost. And like the way that I eat, <laughs> really <Yeah>. fucking
0: messy. <laughs> I'm the dude who like takes that stack from like McDonald's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you know, I need it because I'm eating a hamburger. <laughs> And so, like when you come to the U.S., you're like, dude, they just give, they just like leave it out for you to take. Like, dude, this is just, yeah, it's like, yo, you know how much just cost, man. So it's just, it's honestly to me, it's just smart business sense. <laughs> but to a fault, though. To a fault. To a fault. Yeah, like, I, I would say though, like
2: one of the more like more sh- shameful uh-huh. like acts of being thrifty was like when I've seen people go to like food banks. Yeah. They'll go to food banks, pick up the food, and walk around the corner and sell it. Like, yeah, like, yeah. You know, yeah like to me, you get what you mean. Yeah, 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 There was
0: actually a story of, um, someone who, like, at one of those tech companies, like, where they get free food, would charge people to, like, get, bring them in as a guest to get the free food at the office. So, like, he's, like, literally making <laughs> oh a side business. I mean, uh, yeah. It's like, it's, how many
1: uncles and aunties do you have, George?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Like, it's pretty fucked up. But, yeah. Yeah, to, to a fault. I get what you mean. <laughs> All right, on that note,
2: <laughs> all right, so we're going to go a little different. We're going to start with like breaking into the past mm-hmm. and then we're just going to start looking into the future, mm-hmm. but or maybe more like present day rather than future. Yeah, so obviously me and Yim kind of had um, a very similar upbringing in terms of like the community and diversity that we grew up in, mm-hmm. whereas, well, maybe not that diverse, <laughs> but... Diverse enough. Yeah, diverse enough. But you know, and where Han kind of like grew up as the minority, right? So do you do you wish it was a little different? Mm. Um, do like do you wish you grew up with like more diverse, or even in, to go even further, like
0: do you wish you grew up with like more Asian people? Yeah, it's interesting that you ask me this question now when I'm 32 <laughs> because because <laughs> 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 so I'm old. Days, dog. Because my answer now is very different. If you were to, I mean, and, and I think a part of me still wishes that I had growing up with more Asians. There were some, and I was, was that president of the Asian club? I can't remember. It's been a long time. But like, that was almost by default though, because there were like six of us, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like it wasn't a, a big club. But, you know, I, I think what made it hard is that celebrating cultural events or even bringing food from home was just like always a challenge. Like, I, I, could, I felt like I couldn't celebrate certain holidays, like when, when Lunar New Year came around, like, you know, my parents celebrated that as well. Uh, and like, we just, like, it's not like we got the school off or, or no one at school even cared uh, or brought it up even. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when I brought kimchi to school, I was like, oh, what the fuck is that? It smells hella gross, like stuff like <laughs> You know what I mean? And I, I, I asked my mom to make me like, bologna sandwiches and, and chips because it was like, it was more socially acceptable, right? Yeah. And so all those kind of stereotypes you see on like movies of like kids getting teased, that was literally my life. Like fresh off the boat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that, that was literally what my life was like. And so yeah, with that in mind, I would love to have had more Asian kids so I wouldn't, I wouldn't be as bullied as much. Um, Cause I was bullied a, a lot um, for the way I looked, for the way I dressed, for the way I ate, everything. And so yeah, th- there's definitely a part of me that wishes there were more Asians. That being said, why I'm, I'm hesitating on the answer now, is that now that I'm older and I was forced to grow up in that sort of diversity mm. and to face that sort of racism early on, it doesn't bother me anymore. Um, when when people say things to me now, it doesn't faze me just because like, I've, I've been through it. Like I've, I've heard it already. I've heard every joke possible, mm. right? And so, you know, to that degree, it feels like I can handle it a lot better. Mm. And also when it comes to working with people who are mul- multiple different backgrounds, that I feel like I have a much easier time. So like, I don't, it doesn't feel weird if I have to work with someone who's white or black mm-hmm. or Latinx because like, I've just I've always been around non-Asians for so long that it's made it easier for me to just like not feel uncomfortable with anybody really.
1: Yeah, rather than like if you were sheltered your whole life and you know no one ever made fun of you for that totally. stuff when you were a kid. And then it happens in your adulthood, you would yeah. just like not you personally, but you, like, one might like break down and get their feel, like, feelings hurt really totally. bad, you know? Yeah. Like, oh my god, this exists out there. Yeah. As opposed to like being exposed early, kind of figuring out how to deal with that and going through it in your mind early. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a, a big advantage that, Absolutely. You that you had. I feel like it's kind of hard to, in regards to the question, I kind of feel like it's hard to like wish that one's childhood was different. Like, mm. I, I feel like I kind of grew up with enough quote unquote diversity. Weird. But I will say, like, when I was like growing up and learning about faraway places, right, like Africa. Russia like just really like, far away foreign places mm-hmm. it almost felt like learning about these places and people like out of a storybook you know mm-hmm. what I mean because there was there was no like kids from Africa like kids from like Russia yeah. in my oh, class you know what I mean mm-hmm. and so it was kind of hard to like conceptualize that there are people just like me mm-hmm. and like you know it always felt like oh they're, they're off doing their own things, speaking right. their own language eating their own food kind of thing
0: right. This is an interesting point, uh, yeah. just cause like for us, I know I remember doing an exercise in high school too of like mapping your family tree and like where you came from and everyone had all these like complex ass answers, they're like, I'm like 20% Irish and like whatever and I'm literally like I'm 100% Korean, <laughs> yeah. like, you know what I mean, so to yeah. your point, yeah, I think that was really interesting just to like see all the different places they come from and just, you know, like I'd never heard of Sweden before when right. I was in high school, <laughs> but like people were Swedish, like you know what I mean, so I think it's pretty interesting to to see real be able to almost like put a face to a place. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And
1: and where, where I was going with that um, before I kinda like lost my place there was that obviously learning about the cultures and histories of, like, other countries, other places is really cool when you're in school to, like, learn about that, not just U.S. history. But it would have been, I guess, interesting to, like you said, place a face to a place Mm -hmm. and learn about, like, oh, like, there's a Russian community in San Francisco. Here's, Uh, like, what they do. Here's the festivals. You know, there's an African community in in San Francisco. Here's, like, the struggles that they've been going through, you know, mm -hmm. stuff like that. And I think it would have made kind of, like, different diversities feel a little bit closer, Mm -hmm. right? Rather than these people that live far away, speak a different language, eat this weird food, have their own history kind of thing and it's more just like they're right in our backyard mm-hmm. and you know so so I don't like wish my childhood was different because really? you know like Doug said we were kind of exposed to a lot of different diversities growing up but I do wish there was a little bit more like tangible like hey we're all one people mm-hmm. kind of thing and, and they live here with us too
2: interesting yeah yeah I mean at least for me I feel like I obviously looking back I wouldn't change anything because mm-hmm. obviously it, it did you do it. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like to be, yeah, because like in middle school grade school, you know, it's predominantly Asian mm-hmm. And then even leading into high school It was also like I mean the, the school itself. I actually I don't really know but it didn't feel it was predominant It did feel like it was also predominantly Asian But maybe that was just because like that's who I was hanging out with right but like leading into college and then going into college A, where there was like way less mm-hmm. Asian people. Like it was the initial like culture shock. Yeah. But like personality wise, like I really do feel like I was able to kind of like mesh well with like a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I remember back when I was like younger, like that was like one thing my dad really did kind of like try to push me to do mm-hmm. was like integrate myself with like uh, people of other like cultures and mm-hmm. ethnicities. Oh, that's kinda, really
0: cool.
2: Yeah, and he was just like you know like you know you know, push yourself to to really assimilate. I don't know if that was the right word, but you know, like or integrate yourself with like other cultures to kind of like understand. Right. Obviously, because I won't always be working with Asian people. Right. Even now, like
0: I don't really work with like a lot of Asian people, mm-hmm. so. So, I mean, that's interesting that you say that because that was one question I had Is like, did you experience the kind of culture shock when you went to college? Because you went to schools that were majority, I'd say Asian, or at least felt majority Asian to you. Uh, growing up, and so it sounds like you felt like a little bit of culture shock there. Daniel, did you feel kind of the same thing then? I mean, when you went to college, that where you felt like, uh, or did you have that same sort of experience where you felt like you grew up around mostly Asians throughout, like I'd say, like middle school, high school, like you know, K through eight or K through twelve, um, but then going into college, it felt like it was like much diverse the other way.
1: Yeah, here's how I knew it was different. When we were in middle school, high school, it was more rare to find kids with really nice cell phones Uh and iPhones was just kind of like coming out (laughs) as as, at the turn of us coming out of high school right Yeah. but once we got to college and clarification for our listeners college is just a small community within UC Santa Cruz um, that that, that all live together there's there's different quote-unquote colleges throughout the campus that, that all freshmen live in and ours was called College Eight. And so when I got to College Eight and I would eat in the dining hall, as all freshmen do with other friends, and you would look around, there's a lot of white people, which that's fine, it's a lot of white people. But they all had brand new iPhones kinda of thing. And that was the one thing that was made me that made me feel like we're not in Kansas anymore like, <laughs> like, these are like really well-off kids uh. that like had the opportunity to get here kind of thing. And I mean, I certainly was one of those kids, I guess, that had an opportunity to get there too. I didn't have an iPhone, but mm. it, was, it was just like a culture shock because that's not what it was in, in high school, which was just a couple months before I had got there,
0: you know? Yeah. Like, it's funny because I literally, I had culture shock too, but it's the other way. And that's why it's so funny to me because like we obviously went, grew up in different high schools, but we went to the same college. And for you guys, you're both this like oh, there's a lot of like more white people here. I was like, yo, there's so many Asians here. You yeah. know? I'm like, holy crap! And like for me too, especially as like a guy who never had a girlfriend like all throughout high school, I'm like, yo, the dating pool is amazing. Like, <laughs> I, I'm definitely about to find myself like an Asian girlfriend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just being totally honest, so like, Dude, I mean, look, I tried to. Date, we've covered this in past episodes, but I tried to date girls in high school, and like, you know, well. I had other problems going for me. I probably shouldn't be wearing like a button-up shirt with dragons on it, but that's that's a separate that's a separate story. I mean, I wore uh, that, <laughs> but like, it, yeah, for me, I was just like, yo, there are so many Asians at this school; it's wild. And then I talked to people from the city, and they're like, yo, there's so many white people here, Dude, I'm not like, <laughs> like, like not used to this. Now, quick side note: you know, college eight isn't called college eight anymore. Yeah, it's like, I, it, had, it got a donor, so it's named Rachel Carson. Hall. Yeah, yeah.
1: I heard yeah. about that, but I still don't really know who she is. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I have no idea who she
1: is. Yeah.
2: But I mean, I, I would say, like, I think the biggest culture shock for me mm. that I didn't really realize because, like, I mean, I'm still like, a very lighthearted person, and, yeah. and like, I can definitely tell when people are like joking, but it was like when, you know, someone was just like, blah, 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 you know, Asian small dicks. Yeah. And then I was just. Someone said that in college? Yeah. And then, you know, I kind of like laughed at it. But then, you know, like looking back, I was like, huh, is that like. Is is that that funny? Yeah, is that funny? Yeah. But then at the same time, it was just like, well, in the moment. Like it was funny, like
1: you know, it was like Like in the good vibes of a party and like everyone's already laughing It's like yeah. easy to laugh along with it But then when you step back and think about it, it's kind of like
2: Yeah, like I know that he didn't mean it like in the sense that like Hey, like yeah. you had a, you have a small dick, yeah. you know, it wasn't in that like context But at the same time, it's like It's perpetuating something kind of wrong
0: Yeah So there, there's an, there's an actual term for that, uh, which is microaggressions It's not full on in your face like, hey, yo, you have a small dick But it's like, ah, you just have a small dick it's like they're saying it in a light-hearted manner, and they're saying it in a way that almost encourages you to laugh, but you don't want to laugh. Mm-hmm. And I think it's what's interesting about that too, just to, before my comment on this, when you were, when that comment happened, were you, like, were there a lot of Asians in the room, or were you, were you the minority in the room at the time? Well, I mean, like, I think being in College a I was, oh, <laughs> okay. yeah, I was the more So that's the thing, like, I, I have a feeling that he probably wouldn't have said the same thing if he was in a, a, a room mm-hmm. full of Asians, mm-hmm. right? So it's like it's something that they like that maybe they feel comfortable saying what, when they know they're not gonna be reprimanded for what they say. Okay. So like, all throughout high school, that's what I dealt with, where people would say shit like that and, la- and like smile at me. Right? They're not. They're not like like. Well, they threw rice at me too. That's a whole separate question. Sorry. But there are you know, definitely moments where we we're at parties and stuff like that. Or we're just like, we're at school in the parking lot and people will say like, Hey, like the small dick or like whatever, like, and, and like your four eyes, glasses and shit like that. Right? Like agents can't see, right? That's why you suck at driving. Like stuff like that all the time. And that just laugh. Cool. Like I remember one time specifically, I tried to be like, yo, that's not right right? Or like, Hey, that's not funny. And he's like, yo, why are you being so sensitive, man? It's just a joke. Calm down. Like, right. And so I look like the idiot. Right. And so it's almost like this sort of, I can never fight against it because there's too many people that aren't like me. Right. And so everyone's just like, yeah, he's being sensitive. He's just like, it's just a joke. Calm down. Yeah. But like, to me, it actually affected how I felt about myself and my own confidence stuff. So how do you bring that up when you are the minority? It's almost impossible. Yeah. Right. And so to your point of like that, like you have those moments, right. Where like, They say it. You almost can't believe they say it because it's like, I've heard it anecdotally, but I can't believe you've actually said it. Like, I have actually heard it with my own ears. Right. And then when you're in that moment, it's it's like, I feel like the first reaction isn't to be like, like, no, you shouldn't say that, man. Like, you know, you like you're at a party. Like you said, you're with other people. So you're like, you just laugh along with them. And you're like, oh, yeah. uh," But later on, you're like, yo, the show was fucked up. Like, you know what I mean? So I don't know, to me, that's what microaggressions is. And it's a way that like, it's like small things that they do to like fuck with you or mess with you or like, you know, mess with your confidence or whatever it is that to me, you know, is is something that I feel feel like most Asians get up until like I'd say this past year with COVID with all the violence, but I think stereotypically, I think that's kind of racism we would necessarily face.
2: To that point, right? Like, I mean, what would, like, what if you didn't, if you weren't bothered by it? Is that, would it still be
0: considered microaggression? I mean, how can you not, right? I, I mean, well, I, and it's a good question, right? I mean, I, I was bothered by it, right? I mean, because it's a, it's a stereotype and it's a, it was said in a demeaning fashion and, mm-hmm. and you know, it's a, it's a way to bring somebody down. Now, if someone said like, yo, you suck at math. Or, I mean, or, or like, I don't know, you suck at writing, I probably wouldn't be as offended because it's not necessarily a stereotype. Maybe I just suck at writing.
2: Yeah, but G is actually really good at writing.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I think in anytime you're, you're involving a stereotype, it's meant to be demeaning. So in that case, I, I feel like I would take offense. If I wouldn't take offense, then it wouldn't be a micro offense, right? To your point, like you're saying, if I wasn't offended by it or if it didn't bother me or anything like that, I probably wouldn't even be talking about it. But the fact that I remember it, and the fact that it, it hurt me that badly makes it an aggression.
2: Building off that, you know, like, what do you think, like, the biggest misconceptions other races get about Asian people? Mm.
1: I can't. I guess I can't speak to like the facts. I don't. I, and I don't know the numbers or anything like that. But speaking, I guess, to our experience, yeah. like, I feel like literally every vacation that we go on, the Uber driver says. Oh, Chinese? China? Ni hao. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And it's, I guess, what I'm saying is the biggest misconception is, like, because we're Asian, this monolith of Asian, we don't speak any English. Yeah. And again, not based on any fact, not based on any reading that I've done. It's just my experience of, like, every country that we go to, Asian driver, or not Asian driver, but the Uber driver. Ni hao. Oh yeah.
0: China! He's like, no. what? <laughs> yeah, when, when when me and my wife actually went to Zion Canyon and uh, we were passing through like Las Vegas, we stopped at like a Costco, right? Yeah. To like pick up food for the th- same thing. The greeter at the fr- like front where they're checking the cars, oh, man. they were like, and then <laughs> and, you know, and like I brought up my card, right? He's yeah. like, oh Han Kim, ni hao, and I was like, yo, dog. Like, <laughs> oh, <my laughs> come God.
2: Hey, oh, come on, come
0: uh, on. But they, they did hear Evelyn's parents speaking Cantonese, but the same oh, thing. Okay. They're just like you know whatever. And it's funny because you know when. And I think this is also a generational difference where, you know, me, my wife and my wife's brother were just like, yo, that's, that's fucking racist. Like, that's messed up. Her parents were like, oh, he's just being nice. Like, he's just, he's just trying. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's what I was gonna say.
1: And and so that's the thing that I'm kind of having trouble with because I've been having trouble finding the line between disrespect and friendliness. Yeah. Because it's super common. Yeah. When Americans go to like Mexico Mm -hmm. to like sprinkling the hola, como esta. Gracias, yeah. stuff like that, yeah. and so it's kind of like where where is the like oh maybe they're just trying to be relatable, friendly like driver or versus like you know
2: me mm. to literally every single Asian person that I see. I would say that it's a, like it's definitely a cultural thing. All right, like yeah. uh, like in that in that example, right? Like let's say I go to Mexico mm. and I, I you know I might know like a little bit of Spanish. I think that's I think that's okay, mm. right? Because you're in that country. Yeah, literally. you're in that country, right? Unless you're just mm. like. Mm hola, where is the bathroom? You yeah, you know, you're just like, <laughs> you know, you just like straight up like We're not making them. fun of them, honestly. Yeah, that's yeah, a good thing right. too. I think okay. that's where,
0: like, because there's a clear difference, right? Yeah, where attention. You're like, like oh my, hola, como estas? So yeah, like, like you're, you're in their, like, their like,
1: restaurant sit, kind, kind yeah, of thing and, and like, like, whatever, BN, BN, or or like, you know, whatever, that, yeah. and all that stuff. Versus
0: like, hola, dog, like, yeah. you know, that's just very different, I feel like. Anyway, but sorry, I didn't mean cut you off.
2: Yeah, and, but it's kind of hard because I would like to believe. That the U.S. is a little bit more of like a melting pot more than anything else, but because like it is like a huge melting pot, there is that like more appreciation or acceptance Hmm. of like Mm -hmm. you don't just got Chinese people, right? You got like Koreans, Mm -hmm. you got Japanese people, you know. You it runs the entire like spectrum of like Asian people, Mm -hmm. but and that's why I also give like a pass to like Uber drivers in other countries, right? Mm -hmm. Because like. You know, like let's say we go to Milan, right? They might not see a lot of Asian people, right? Right. And on top of that, they might not, I mean, they might see a lot of Asian people, but they might not see like a lot of like Asian American people. Gotcha, Um, gotcha. I think for us as Asian Americans, it's usually pretty easy to spot Asian Americans compared to like um, Asian Asians. So that's why I, I kind of give them a pass, but I do also understand, you know, if I was just going to Costco in like, Daily City, mm-hmm. and some dude was just like, Ni hao. <laughs> and I was just like, what? <laughs> I was just like, I mean, I know what you're trying to say, but
0: my English is pretty good, right? <laughs> I, I think, to, to your point, if, if I already drilled it down, it's, it, it all comes down to like, ignorance. Like, if you don't know, then I guess you don't know how to necessarily like, react to it, I guess. But I, if, I feel like if you're in the US, like, you should know at this point that like there's just such a variety of people, and again, it just maybe it's their upbringing, maybe it's like where they're from. So I don't, to your point, I don't always assume ill intent. Right? I assume good intent, right? But I think that there is a better way to approach it. And obviously, we're not going to reach everybody through this podcast, but I hope people can. Take man, you're away from, giving us low standards, man. I know. But like, <laughs> I think to whether you're Asian or not, I think asking a person about who they are, their background, and their ethnicity first before like making any assumptions is going to be better. Because if someone was like, hey, like. Cool, like last name Kim. are you? Are you from China? i like, oh, actually I'm from Korea. And even in that sense, like instead, of, are you from China? It's like where are you? Like where are you from? Like where's your background? What's your ethnic background? Um, for me, at least, I think one of the biggest misconceptions is that we're a monolith. You probably have heard this a lot. I'd say especially during the Stop Asian Hate movement. But the fact that not all Asians are the same, and not even that they're not the same, they're not all in the same economic. Uh, situation in the united states i think there's this conception that like asians are rich especially with like crazy rich asians and Bling empire and shit like that have come out it's like oh asians are doctors they're smart they work hard and they make a lot of money even the model minority myth related to that right where it's like oh look at asians like are minorities and they made it in this country why can't you know, Latinx, black people, et cetera, right? And they pit us against other minorities in this country, which is already super fucked up. But it's that idea of like, Asians made it, therefore anyone else can, that's a myth, right? Number one. Number two, we're not all the same. As in like, you know, there's there's some really big income disparities between all Asian groups in the US. I think that there was a recent stat, and I, I don't have it on me, so this is off the top of my head but like something like, uh, like Indian Americans in the US make some of like the top 10% of the rev- of the money in the United States and you have some of like the Southeast Asian and the Hmong people, for example, that make like, that are on like f- like food stamps and stuff. There's always exceptions to I- to both, right? There are, yes, there are Asians that are rich. Yes, there are Asians that are poor, right? And it's kind of all over the spectrum and to think that it's all coming from one place is I think ignorant and, and definitely not right. Yeah, I'm kind of glad you said that because that was
2: something that, you know, I, I didn't really know what the model minority myth was mm-hmm before the whole stop Asian hate thing and that entire you know that that moment in time kind of like forced me to actually do a little bit more research mm-hmm. and be a little bit more like knowledgeable of the Asian like you know how they started and you know to be honest like that was like something that I didn't really understand at first mm-hmm. but I'm kind of glad that you know I was actually able to you know like have the open dialogue with like you guys and even like some of my coworkers yeah. about like what the model minority myth was, mm-hmm. and and I, but it's weird because like I see it like reflected upon like even in like the older generations yeah. where it's like, well, like I've made it, yeah. but they don't really realize like that there's just like that whole other demographic of like Asian people that are like still struggling, cool. like living paycheck to paycheck, and yeah.
0: like being thrifty, yeah. And so the thing, I mean, I think one of the things that this whole past year, and I'll be honest with you, I didn't know much about the model minority myth either. Um, I know that, I've heard the term model minority. Actually, maybe taking a whole step back, have you guys heard the term model minority before? Like all of this? Yes, but I don't think that I know it in the entirety that that you guys mm-hmm. do. And, in, and, yes, full, d- and, and, and yeah, full disclosure, I didn't really know either. It's yeah. only because of this past year and people talking about it and me learning it in the past year that I've actually learned what it like really means. And to me, like some of the more interesting facts for me, and I'll just view it out there and I'd love your like kind of reaction to this. Like for example, uh, the Asian the Asian Exclusion Act, right, where like Asians couldn't come to this country mm-hmm. unless you had like a certain level of education, right. And so they brought only people who had like doctorates or like bachelor degrees and things like that. And they came here, and then those people were the ones that had to, and then they but they couldn't practice the same, you know, medicine or yeah, Eastern medicine, Western right. medicine or. Inst- those right, kind so of they open like laundromats or right. like, you know, stereotyp- like Here's the funny stereotype. Koreans own like dry cleaners, right? And like, <laughs> these people own like nail salons right. and yeah. Chinese people own uh, like uh, restaurants. So you know what I mean? And so like, there's all those stereotypes that came along with it. But a lot of the people who initially came over were people who already had money, already came from nice families and already had doctorates, right? Whereas if you look at people like, like black people in, this, in the country, they were literally brought over here as slaves forced here, not of their own choice and there were enough legislation in place to hold them down for for hundreds of years, right? And so if you look at those different circumstances, you can't compare the two, right? And so when you were, if you were to say as a legislator or as a politician, say, hey, look, Asians made it, the circumstances under which they came to this country versus black people is completely different. And so to compare those two and to say, look, they made it, why can't you, is totally fucked. And it's only a way to keep basically all minorities down. And to me, that is the thing that infuriates me the most. But that's also the stuff I've literally only learned in the past year. Like, I literally didn't know any of this stuff for the first thirty years of my life.
1: I feel like that's the kind of thing that would have been helpful <laughs> in school. Yeah, that, that's, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. You know no what
2: I'm saying? In <laughs> shit in school, right? <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. Like that, that was that was actually very eye opening when Han did tell me about that. Because, mm-hmm. or like, not tell me, but it was just like kind of like relate it, yeah. you know, right? Because like. The circumstances in which we came to America, right. or like our ancestors came right. to America, compared to like Black the, or Latinx. Yeah, black or Latinx, like in how they like came in. Mm-hmm. Like, it's totally different. Totally different. And I think like, but yeah, well, when you told me that,
0: it was kind of like,
2: whoa. Yeah, like, it's that kind of like, white the fuck, moment, Right, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: And it makes sense when you, when you like, sit down and look at the facts, but when you just see what you see on TV, it's, it's, it's impossible to know that. That's why education is so important.
2: I mean, I guess the, in my opinion, like, I would say that the biggest misconception that other races get about us—I mean, I don't really know if it's that true—is mm-hmm. just like the whole, what is it, like feminization?
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no,
2: demasculinization, demasculinization of, of men, and like the oversexualization of like Asian women. Because yeah. like, I mean, I, I think it goes across like everything. It was, you know, just like how how people are. Like, there's like a broad spectrum of, of like people. Of not even just or like masculinity, right? Yeah. Obviously, we, um, you know, we obviously we have less masculine men, but mm-hmm. we also have like really masculine men, right? right? And, right. and th- we can say the same thing about like literally every single <laughs> every race, yeah. And so I, I think that was that was always like the one that I really disliked because yeah. like I never really fit the Asian
0: mold or yeah. like. Like whatever, like that, like typical mold was. Right. So, yeah, actually, to that point too. And I know we didn't talk about it in the Asian masculinity episode, but I just have to mention it because we're talking about stereotypes. Another stereotype about Asian women is that they're like submissive and quiet. Oh yeah. None of our significant others are that way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My wife is definitely not submissive. She is definitely not quiet. Um, but I love her for that. You know yeah. what I mean? And I think that that stereotype of like, oh, like yes, like I'll do whatever you want, and like I'll yeah. cook for you, clean for you. You know, that, that, that shit is just such bullshit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And on the other side of that coin, right, with men, right, but, like, the one common Asian stereotype that we have talked about, I guess, amongst each other and in this podcast, right, is that Asians have small dicks. But somewhere out there, there's this really buff Asian dude, hypersexual, yeah. that is just a complete alpha, and someone's calling him small dick. Like, yeah. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Or, yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I know. That is weird. Right. And he
2: probably got a 90s. Anyways. Days. Anyways. <laughs> That will like, <laughs> inevitably just take us to the bad break. <laughs> Our bad break today kind of leads in from like the whole minor model minority myth. This mm-hmm. is actually the that that percentage you're talking about. Right. In 2019, Asians had the highest income disparity, where Asians in the top 10% earned 10.7x more than the bottom 10%. 10. 10.7
0: times
2: the amount. Yeah, and that was just like if you see, if you actually see the graph, like all races kind of had like, okay, well there is like, there has been like a growing income disparity between races across like it doesn't matter who or what you are, but over the last like, you know, years. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you just see, like, we Asians started at, the like, one of the lowest, and then we just, like, skyrocketed right. past, like, every other race as, like, being one of the highest mm-hmm. disparity in,
0: um, or income disparity. Got it. So, I mean, you're basically seeing, like, a ton of Asians make a ton of, like, the top 10%, but you see a bunch of Asians also making, like, the lowest. Yeah, like, you literally have, like, the crazy rich Asians, yeah. and then you have, like, I mean, honestly, the, the grandmas pay, like, yeah. fit, like fishing cans out of trash cans yeah, don't yeah, just right. Go, right? Yeah, and that shit breaks my heart. By the way, like every time I see that, like, yeah. but then I f- okay, like, if you take it as it is, like, yeah. yes, I
1: w- I certainly would agree. But I have also heard stories of like these people, these Asian people that are collecting cans like super late at night, don't even need to. Yeah, they're, they're just doing it because of the hustle. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. like you're you're throwing away free money. I'll take it. Oh, right. But when they go Respect. home to like a, right. a nice house, kind of thing, yeah, yeah. or whatever, whatever else, and so that's kind of the thing that's like, like I don't know what to think about it. Is mm-hmm. they're just like, oh, that's that's really interesting oh, that okay. they're just kind of like working the system a little bit.
2: Yeah, I mean, like to him, the, there is like people in the city that like old like people. You know, it's just kind of like, oh, I'm not doing anything, and it's not like the right. home right. yeah. and watch yeah. Netflix, yeah, right? right? And so it's like. Some of them do have really nice cars. Yeah, nice. And hey, welcome back from our bad break, and to kind of kick off the second segment. I kind of wanted to like look into, I guess, like the more present day rather than like looking back into mm. like what's happened in the past. And I guess like throughout like your entire career. Our short careers. Have you or do you experience like any stereotypes in like the professional world? Mm.
1: For me, like I read this question earlier today, and I could not drop a single example. So I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of like looking to you guys for this one. But I guess, I guess, perhaps one thing I will say is that in my experience, a lot of the higher ups mm. in multiple departments, not just one or the other or whatever, are minorities. Really? Oh. So, I feel like there's less of an inclination, perhaps, in my industry. And again, 100% feeling less of an inclination in my industry to, like, assault people with stereotypes, I guess. Just because, like, they're the ones making the big bucks, they're the bosses, et cetera, et cetera.
0: You know, it's funny that uh, you say that, and it's really interesting that you say that. Because at my company, uh, almost nobody, zero, of the executives are people of color. Uh, It's 100% white. There's some, there's some female and some white, but very, very few Asians, very, very few you know, people of color, yeah. even just outside of white. I will say, I guess I should clarify, clarified, specifically not like
1: executives, uh-huh. not, like, not like the, what is it, like CEO, yeah, CEO, not yeah. like that. But like certainly like the, some of the directors that mm-hmm. i have experienced or like, you know, the big department heads and stuff like that, that report directly to, you know, yeah. your, your executives are, are di- a little more diverse. In the, you know, this, I
0: think that's an interesting point. Like you just said, like sea levels like, definitely not yeah. Asian. Everyone else, maybe. Like, maybe directors, maybe managers, but mm. for the most part, C-levels, not Asian, right, to <laughs> your point, or not not people with minorities. Uh, and I find that true at my job. I find that true at, actually at my old job. And that's a, that's a common theme, too. I forget, again, I don't have the stat on it, but I know there's an article out there that talks about the likelihood of an Asian person being promoted to management is much lower than someone who is, like, white, specifically as Asians are viewed as, like, not strong individuals in the workplace, viewed as people who just like do the work, they don't project leadership or they don't come up with like new ideas to push the company forward. And again, there's stereotypes against right? And that's that has kind of come up in the workplace. Um, again, I personally haven't experienced this. It's not like I have, like I was up against someone, like a white dude for a role and didn't get it. It wasn't anything like that. Um, the only time I've really experienced stereotypes in the workplace was actually at a drinking event. So it still counts as work, but it's like not, it wasn't at work. But we went out for drinks uh, and someone new on the team was like, hey, yo, you're Korean, right? I was like, yeah, why? They're like, oh, you probably drink a lot then. And again, it wasn't like, it wasn't malicious, but and it wasn't like bad. And actually, to be honest, I didn't even take offense to it. But like, it was just one of those moments where I was just like, ha, uh, like, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's like a kind of a weird thing to say to me, like at a at a work event, and so that's the, really the only like a stereotypical moment I've gotten uh, at a workplace. It hasn't, like to your point, I wasn't like in an assaulting manner, but definitely heard of like, yeah, yo, are know, Korean, you must drink a lot. You want to get some soju after this, dude?" And I was like, "Okay, like, <laughs> what do you say to that?" You know what I mean? It's just very awkward. Yeah.
1: Actually, when you do put it like that, in my experience, I have kind of like seen where you know there were people who had the expertise and the technical skill to be a manager but because they didn't portray that like really strong personality Mm -hmm. and like people like seeing them as a leader kind of thing they weren't really selected for the role and so i feel like there is kind of perhaps like an underlying like I, i could see where you're coming from but i i wouldn't like I wouldn't say it was like specifically like eight an Asian or like minority wasn't picked, right? But, but that personality type of yeah. not being picked for a, a larger role, right? I can see where you're coming from
0: there. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's what I mean. That's why I feel like in workplaces it's very subtle. It's never it's well not never because I don't I can't speak for everybody, but I feel like it's <laughs> seldom like you're not gonna hear a lot of stories of at least in our group I haven't heard any stories of like oh you're Asian you're good at math I'm gonna put you in accounting like, <laughs> like I don't think that <laughs> happens, but but to, like stuff like that where it's behind closed doors during like discussions or during meetings where it might happen there where Mm -hmm. it's like, Hey, this person's a little bit more of a meek individual, you know, yeah. they're quite maybe English is their second language, and they're like, sure. ah, they're not really a leader. But like, they're the best in the department, they've had the best track record, they know what they're doing, why, why not, right? But it's like, it's sort of that view of like, yeah. hey, English isn't the first language, they can't really lead, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's behind those closed doors that I think that that, that's where it may happen. Right.
2: But what, to but so that, like, wouldn't it be, like you, as a manager, you mm-hmm. have to have like, that leadership, not like the leadership mentality, because I do believe like a lot of that can be taught, mm-hmm but it's like skills alone can only take you so far where as like an individual contributor, but right. if you were to like lead a team, lead a department, you kind
0: of need those, those soft skills and if those aren't developed then like. I guess, okay, okay, so let's put it this way. If you're like selecting from tops down, I can see how that that might be the case, but if this person has applied, has made it uh, known that they are interested in management and leadership and they've applied for these roles over and over again, but continue to be rejected for the same reason, mm-hmm. not giving, the resources for this person to
2: develop it. To develop, right? To develop those yeah. things,
0: even though they've shown clear interest in it. Okay, yeah. Because you're autom- automatically discounting them, right? Yeah. Um, and so, I think yeah, adding of, into the
1: fact that they might already have the qualifications and everything, right? right, right, right. Like right. if course, they're already course, there, right. but you're not picking them yeah. for some
0: outside reason
1: that's yeah. unknown and not yeah. on paper, then yeah. it's like, what the f-
0: But Doug, but to your point, I definitely hear what you're saying. Like, you know, you're looking for that as, as a business, right? You're looking for that leadership clear quality, but you know, if you, if someone has the track record, or they're interested in learning, learning those skills, you should give the opportunity to do those things, right? Especially if they already yeah. got their job. But anyway, that's, that's kind of my experience in the workplace.
2: Yeah. You know, it's kind of just go back, to where we started, like in terms of like stereotypes, I not in the sense of like you know, kind of like what Han was saying was like no one assumes I'm good at math. Well, even though I mean, actually, people do assume I'm good at math, <laughs> but that's just the nature of my job. Right. Uh, but I mean, no one assumes that because I'm good at math because I'm Asian, right? You know, like. But the wh- the one thing that I would say though was something that I didn't really ever really realize mm-hmm. was like the whole. We can kind of, cla- I don't know, we can kind of classify it as Asian on Asian stereotyping, mm-hmm. right? Where something needs to get done, right. and like your manager will just tell you, like, will ask you, mm-hmm. right? Because you, he, they know that you'll be, like, you you, you will do it and yeah. you'll get it done. Right. And that was like something that I never really realized until someone pointed it out, right? Huh. One of our old senior directors was like, would do that a lot. Mm-hmm. and it, but, and obviously he doesn't do it like maliciously right. he's not like trying to like you know give you more work or anything yeah. like that but it was just like in the time of need like something needs to get done like it is crunch time and he goes to the people that he will trust mm. and like he would always reach out to like the same core people and they tended to be asian and they tended to be asian and he, and he himself was asian and he himself was gotcha. asian. okay here's
1: my thing about that if this guy and Like, I guess his reputation through the work that needs to get done is on the line and he's going to turn to the people that he knows can get it done. Like he's, I feel like if I were in that position, I wouldn't really care about race. I'm going to go to the people that I know can get it done. And if they happen to be Asian, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's okay. But if they, you know, whatever happen to all be Ethiopian or something like that. If like my ass is on the line and I need work done, it's going to go to them. And like, if they'll, you know, whatever, just made up example. And if the Asians can't get it done or like don't get it done, whatever why would I give it to them just because they're Asian kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know?
0: Yeah. But to your point, I hear both of you guys and, and I think if, taking it from a purely objective point, and I think one of the things I really respect about you, Daniel, is that you're really good about being very objective. Like, you're like, if, I, if this person get it done, they'll get it done. Right. Yeah. It doesn't matter what race and what color they are. Um, but Doug, to your point, I also see a world in which, and this happened to me as well, where it's like, there, and maybe this is controversial, maybe it's not. I, I wish I could say that, I am, co- not colorblind, but like, I, you know, just, I just get along with everybody. I don't see through that lens. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and that's, and first of all, that's already the inappropriate thing to say because yeah. you, you, know, you should see people for who they are yeah. and acknowledge that it's not about being <laughs> black and white or being colorblind. That being said, I, I just, I tend to be able to get along with, you know, other coworkers of mine that are Asian or even managers that are Asian. And I think a part of that is just almost like an unspoken understanding of like, how you grew up, how you work, and yeah. stuff like that. Like, it's not always going to be the same across the board, of course. But in my in my own personal experience, and being totally, you know, honest with you guys, I tend to gravitate towards those people more mm-hmm. and easier, right? And so, and it's not because I, I don't feel comfortable with white people. I don't feel comfortable with black, and Latinx people. I just there's a certain cultural background understanding with that. The reason why I brought all of that up is that I have definitely been in that situation too, where I feel like I've been sort of tasked with that like last minute thing. Cause they know I'll say yes and they know I'll get it done. But almost to a degree that I almost like want to, <laughs> as weird as that is, I don't know if it's like, a, I want to please my parents sort of like <laughs> feeling. Of, like, <laughs> like, like, you know, yes, wanna, like, yeah, right. It's like, yes, of course I'll get it done. And like, be good. And like, you know, get yeah. it done. Like I've never uttered the phrase, like, that's not my job. You know what I mean? <laughs> so,
2: yeah.
0: Maybe I should cut that part off. <laughs> um, sorry. I've never felt like the person to push back and just be like, no, because I want to help, you know, the company, the group, the team, kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting point. I kind of want to parlay that, if that's okay, into, that's like, something, totally yeah, into something that I think is interesting, which is well, something you said, which is Asian on Asian stereotyping. Because I want to talk about something that, like, actually, I didn't hear about until way later in life. Um, so I talked to this whole episode about how like, I heard all the stereotypes growing up from white people, right? Hey, you have a small dick, you're good at math, you suck at driving, you have bad eyesight, you all look the same, mm. like all of those, right? I literally just nipped off a ton. But I had not heard stereotypes about me as, as a Korean from other Asians until my like second girlfriend in college. And she had told me that her parents were worried for her that she was dating a Korean because Koreans stereotypically drink too much, smoke too much, and beat their girlfriends. She was right. Hey, no, I was kidding. I <laughs> just kidding. No, that's no. fucked up. I mean, I mean, that's just why his wife. Yo, but honestly though, I mean, that uh, was damn, a, that's, that's pretty brutal. Though. That's like, what I saying that last part. Yeah, and, and like so the first two I can kind of see, right? Like drink a lot, smoke. And like the older I've gotten, the more I've heard that stereotype, and I see it too, like all oh, my uncles and aunts Strings, stuff like that. Uh, but the beat your beat your girlfriend's thing, I was like, God damn, come? where did, did that, that come, come from? I think it's because of all of said drinking and smoking Or too much uh, K drama, too much K drama, too much K drama, maybe <laughs> too. But like, I had never heard that in my entire life until I grew up. And then I asked other uh, girls who were Chinese, like, Hey, have you heard this? Like, Yeah, everyone knows that. And I was like, well, everybody, everybody Everyone knows, everyone knows that. that. Like, Did you know? That? Oh my no, I've I never heard, heard that, that stereotype like in my entire females. life. Uh-oh. Chinese females that that they they all heard that stereotype. They like they drink, smoke, party too much, or cheat on you, beat you, etc. I was like. Dude, Koreans sound fucking terrible. Like, what the <laughs> hell? But... And and, and and again, not to be totally innocent, the total flip side of that too, like, my parents too, like, they, I wouldn't say they look down on, but there's stereotypes about, like, non-fancy Asians, right? Fancy Asians being... Like jungle Asians. Yeah, jungle Asian. Asians, right? Like, like, you have, like, your fancy Asians, like, Chinese, Japanese, and Korean, and then you have, like, your jungle Asians, like, you know, like Vietnamese, Thai, like, all of Southeast Asia, sort of, like, right? And that mm-hmm. they're viewed as, again, like lesser than, again, I don't agree with that. Absolutely not. Um, absolutely not. But there is that sort of, like, Asian on air, Asian stereotype. It's funny. <laughs> because when,
1: when I read this question earlier, I was like, huh, in my experience, the one that I've heard the most is probably if there's going to be our Vietnamese friends attending the party, someone's going to bring Hennessy <laughs> 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 that was, was like, Based in facts, <laughs> <laughs> right? Because like I said, that's all I experienced, but I didn't, right. I didn't know about this whole thing that we were talking about.
0: Yeah, it's just I think I feel like there's a lot of Asian on Asian stereotypes, and probably wasn't, we don't know either, to be honest, right? There's, I mean, maybe there's ones between Southeast Asians even of just like half stereotypes about each other.
1: Bro, there's some between just Chinese, Chinese people, people themselves, themselves right? the right, right, Mandarin are super right, fancy true. and the Cantonese are all like villagers kind of thing, but it's <laughs> yeah. not that way, you know what I mean? It's, it's funny
0: because like, like I remember the first time I heard uh, some of my Chinese friends like there's those. Those Chinese mainlanders and I was like, Aren't you Chinese? (laughs) Like, aren't you mainlanders? And then then they're like, no. (laughs) No,
2: no, no, not not those ones. ones. I'm like, oh my god. But you
0: know what I mean? So there's just so much facts. Even like stereotyping and and like I guess racism between even uh, uh, Asian groups, right? Yeah. For sure. A lot of division. So I think that's really interesting too. Yeah.
1: Um, I wonder where that comes from. Is it from a, a want to be like unique or like to belong to a certain party? Like what's really wrong with saying like, you know, you're a quote unquote. Jungle Asian or Mm. whatever else. Like, do you think other Asians will look down upon that?
2: I don't know. I mean, okay, not in the sense of uh, in the Jungle Asian side, like like, mainland China versus Asian Americans. I think it's just because, like, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like, some of the stuff that I see mainlanders do, you like you identify with that? Yeah, yeah, and it's just like, and I think it just kind of probably just stems from like having that like that divide, Mm -hmm. that like step away. It was just like, oh, that's not me because. I'm Chinese American, or that's yeah. not me because I'm not from mainland. Yeah, or, you yeah. know, but you know, because like, because are you say t- 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 Han for example, right? Like, you know, the dude's like really proud to be Korean, right? Yeah. He might not always identify as Korean, Korean, but you know, he will say that he's Korean. Whereas yeah. like, you know, someone's like, you from China? Yeah, or no, like. I mean, like, it's kind of hard to say, right? Mm. Like, in that sense, like, some people of Asian descent have, like, a stronger
0: affiliation with that and that pride. Mm. I think that's also... I agree with that. And just to add to your point of where does this like divide come from where stereotypes come from as well, I know a big part of that also comes from the sort of jobs they hold in those countries. So if, if what I mean by that is that my understanding, again, I don't know for fact, and so please, if our listeners, if you're wrong, please correct me, hmm. but I, I have heard a lot of the sort of like maids or cooks or workers uh, in oh, places yeah. like Hong Kong come from like Southeast Asia, like the Philippines, uh, yeah, right? And so there's this sort of, Stereotype that like oh like Asians of that background tend to be more like, you know Do that sort of like blue-collar work and therefore they're not as like fancy, right? And so if you're someone who is grew up in that area and then you end up maybe like dating or marrying someone who is of Filipino descent You can see how like that might be seen as that way. And again, this is all from older generation point of view right? I think that especially us and uh, being more liberal being more woke definitely don't see it that way at all But I've I, I mean, I'm sure you've heard from some of the older generation Our parents are even older from like the motherland that have these stereotypes right about people and Korea is the same way too where like they look down on certain ethnic groups because they come to Korea to to find again same thing blue collar work or they work in the fields or whatever so they're like poor they're farmers or whatever and so they don't want their kids marrying that people of that kind of background so I think that's where some of those stereotypes come from and also some of that discrimination as well.
2: Cool. And thank you, you know, thank you to you both for kind of sharing your thoughts on like stereotypes and for our listeners, like, you know, let us know what you think, right? Mm -hmm. Like, were we on point? Were we like totally off base? But to kind of like close this one out, I'm going to, we're going to try to like end it on a lighter rapid fire. All right. You guys ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Party for the weekend. All flights are one hour away. Where are you going? Miami, Cabo, or Vegas? Uh, is
1: Ultra happening in Miami, <laughs> and is EDC happening in Vegas? Yikes. Jack. We're going to EDC. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, 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 no. Okay, no. No, no. it's just a regular it's just summer a regular weekend. weekend. Uh,
2: From Vegas. Cabo. I was going to say... Cabo. Yeah, <laughs> Mainly just because, like... It's exchange rate, man. It's so cheap, <laughs> man. Okay. You can sit on the beach. I like can each, see that. like zero that. money. It's very. Really, anyway, yeah. But
1: I feel like all the time. Oh, okay, never mind. Go ahead. Yeah. That's fine.
2: All right. Asian pride or X Asian pride X?
1: <laughs> Let me tell you what. <laughs> small X, big X, big, pride, <laughs>
0: big X, small X. <laughs> I'll tell you what. It's K R N pride. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, capital K, lowercase r, capital N. Lowercase P, <laughs> you get it, you get it. KRN Pride, baby.
2: <laughs> Alright, AZM Pride, I guess, for me.
0: <laughs>
2: Alright, you think Warzone will be dead in two years? Oh. Call of Duty Warzone, you think it will be dead in two years? If they
1: don't come up with
0: an anti-cheat, <laughs> it might be, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say no. Uh, I'm going to be wild out there, and I think that it will continue to, to drive views, so it will continue to drive, attract players, as it continue to release new seasons. So, I'm going to say no. What
1: about
2: you? I'm gonna say yeah. It's dead. It's dead Is
0: that already? It's okay. already dead. It's already,
1: already dead. Halo's
0: coming. Sure. Alright, favorite boba shop. I don't even
1: like
0: hand And or drink. What? And or drink? You don't like any boba at all? Uh. Okay, if you, ha- okay, if you do go to a boba shop and you get a drink, what are you ordering? You're, you're on a desert island. It's <laughs> yeah, is literally yeah. one <laughs> bowl of shop of your imagination with that one drink. Your you know, girlfriend's like, we gotta go to bowl right now. Or I'm breaking up with you. Oh, what are you my ordering? my
1: goodness. I guess winter melon tea with mini tarot balls. Wow, that's so out there, man. That's
0: what like, <laughs> like, no. like, I thought at all. I thought it was going to be like classic black jasmine tea or like, you know, jasmine <laughs> fruit, whatever. Uh, I, I'm like, I'm lactose now. So I really got to lay off the milk teas. So I've been going like a fruit tea, so like yifeng. Yifeng is probably oh
2: yeah, that's a good one. like the that's a good fresh one. fruit teas. Yifeng boba, yeah. What about you, Doug? Cool, yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't really drink boba. either. I mean, I'll drink it if it's like if I'm out out. But yeah. I mean, I guess like it's probably gonna be like I guess passion fruit milk tea mm-hmm. or like fruit. jasmine milk tea. Yeah.
0: Oh, quick cr- quick cr- note. I know that we're in rapid fire, but I had to ask. I recently learned of a drink in Hong Kong that's like. It's it's like milk tea mixed with coffee. Is that a I thing? I think it's called tiger. Yeah, tiger tea. I've always wanted to tr- like. I didn't know that was a thing. But that sounds amazing. You can get a tapex? You can get a tapex? Yeah, I don't
2: know where tapex is. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is, do they still have those? I, I, I know that they had one yeah. in like San Jose area. Yeah. That sounds
0: like a caffeine bomb that I want to try.
2: But anyway, continue. All right, which Asian stereotypes need to go? Small dicks.
0: I, I I gotta say
2: it. <laughs> Okay, I
0: agree. I can't can't think
1: of a better one. Everyone that I think of is dwarfed by that one.
0: (laughs)
2: That's actually kind of true. We just need an Asian mandingo. (laughs) All right. On that note, thank you everybody for listening. And again, like you know, just feel free to let us know what your thoughts are at Three AD Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. On Twitter and Instagram. Damn, what was that? At gmail.com. Don't email us. (laughs) Bye guys. Reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram at 3AD Podcast.
0: We know how precious time is these days. So we want to thank you for spending some of your time with us.
1: As you go on into tomorrow, go on unapologetically, go on as a positive force, and most importantly, go on with your bad self.